Our sister tribe is steeped in the belief that women support women. The world becomes a more connected place. The tribe was built on a foundation of strength, love, and community. We are a group of women on a journey of transformation through mindful practices and intentional living. This pathway of endless discovery will create space for greater shifts within each phase of life. Welcome. My name is Jean Wilbert, and I'm a trained yoga therapist and wellness advisor. I've been teaching yoga for 15 years, and I specialize in sound and energy work as well as trauma. Our Sister Tribe podcast has a mantra. We learn it, we live it, and then we lead it. I will help you to discover blind spots you may not realize you had, as well as help you recognize your inner potential. Remember, our story is not to limit us in life, but to help guide us to our full awareness. The answers you seek are within. You simply need to hear them. So come join us on this journey with both an open mind and an open heart. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. I am your host. I am Jean. We are starting off the new year with a special guest today. Super excited to have a guest for our first podcast for 2022. Her name is Veronica Riera Gilly. Uh, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am excited to, to share this stuff with our listeners. Um, I wanted to interview Veronica actually first because I met Veronica at a yoga festival in October. And it was just one of those weird coincidences. You know, we all had tables and we're sitting around and, and she came up and was very friendly and started to explain what she does for a living. And um, this is why I wanted to interview her. She is a holistic pharmacist. And that intrigued me because I'm all about, I go to a holistic actually slash MD doctor too. So I feel like there's so much benefit to have both in our lives and to understand that there is this other door that we all can use. And once I started talking to her, I thought, oh my gosh, we need to share all of this information with our listeners because it's very intriguing. Um, she's married and has two adorable little boys. So let's just dive in, Veronica, let's just dive in. Um, tell me really, just why did you become, I guess, become a pharmacist and where did that, where did that lead you to go ahead, explain your background? Well, I wanted to go to pharmacy school because I saw pharmacists as the healthcare professionals who were the medication experts. And we experienced a loss in, in my family. Uh, one of my mom's close friends had been in an accident and had a traumatic brain injury and was given all these medications and she did not like how she felt on the medications and the side effects of the medications were really not tolerable for her. And she went to her physician and, and said, we've got to do something different. And she wasn't given any options. She was basically told this is your new normal deal with it. And without any guidance, mm. 
she discontinued all of her medication because she knew the medication was a big piece of the problem. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, she, she died from suicide mm-hmm. shortly after that. And I, I saw pharmacists as someone who could be the healthcare provider that our family friend needed mm. and someone to really take a look at those medications and listen to the patient because there's always another way. There's not just one way. Mm-hmm. And that was an option. I feel that our fr- family friend wasn't given um, was the option to break down that list and look at what's helping, what's hurting what can we discontinue? What can we keep? Or how can we change the dose? There was, there's always something that you can do. It, it make a change, even if it is just changing the medication. There is always something else you can do. You always have options. And I felt that becoming a pharmacist was the healthcare professional that could do that the best. Was the medication expert? Mm, I love that sad story, but that's you know. Always, there's always a story of leading you down the road you need to go to, you know, because of something. Well, that's amazing. So, so what do you do actually? Let's, let's explain what, what detail, like what do you do as a holistic pharmacist? Well, I start by looking at how you feel, what you do every day, the medications that you take, and we look for the clues or the cover-ups of health issues that we need to address. And I consult with you to help you better understand your own role in your health and treatment. And we talk about the medications that you're taking, whether they're helping or hurting, and we look to see if we can make that list shorter. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. I have a very functional medicine focus. Um, You may have heard of functional medicine practitioners, Uh and these are people who look for the root cause of the illness. And so when I'm looking at your medication list, I'm looking for what could be the root cause. So if you're taking, for example, say an acid blocker, well, why do you have too much acid in your stomach? Or why is the acid in the wrong place? And start to ask those questions instead of just covering up the symptom by quieting the acid find out why is the acid in the wrong place or why is there too much acid and solve that problem. Oh my gosh. Rather than just cover it up. Yeah. And I think that's like anything, right? Even in yoga, like, you know, you have something with your low back, there's really a root cause. It's, you know, there's an emotional level, there's a, you know, physical level, but there is always a root cause. It's not just low back pain. So that to me, I love it. It all kind of comes together um, that you're not overlooking that because I think it is a key key point to look at the root I know that absolutely I know because you uh, I, we had talked to you because I was like oh because my husband's on medications I don't take any prescription medication which I, I guess I'm very rare um but I and that's when, when we started to meet each other because I was telling you about my husband how um he takes you know certain medications and it, it you told me oh he needs to take this vitamin and this vitamin you know because the body is being depleted because of yes. these medications. So explain that too, like, cause I know you do a whole test and stuff with that. There are tests that you can take. There are blood tests. Um, there are finger stick tests and also like, you know, from the vein drawing the blood tests that look at your micronutrient status. So these are the building blocks to healthy reactions in your body. 
And there are many drugs that actually deplete our body of essential nutrients and that can actually perpetuate the cycle of taking a pill for every ill because you're taking this drug to manage. Let me give you metformin as an example. Metformin is a very common medication that we give to patients with prediabetes or diabetes type 2. And this medication can deplete the body of B12 and folic acid. Now, B12 and folic acid are really important building blocks to healthy nerves. And you might know or be familiar with diabetic neuropathy or Mm -hmm. nerve pain related to diabetes. Mm -hmm. And you need to be building healthy nerve fibers and having healthy conduction in your nerves. And you need B12 and folate. Well, if you're someone who is diabetic, you're already at risk for having trouble with your nerves. And now we're giving you a drug that depletes the building blocks to building healthy nerve tissue. So we need to put those things back so that we're not contributing to this other potential side effect of having um, the disease. Yeah. See, that stuff fascinates me. I mean, I think as the average person, you wouldn't even think of that. Like something's going to deplete something else. Um, I know because and it's I, really common. It's, it's really sure. common. I'm that, sure it's common because there's so many different drugs out there. I'm sure it is very common of the depletion on so many different levels for every. every and so many of us take, yeah. uh, you know, 50% of adults use at least one prescription drug. And I think it's 39% of adults age 65 and older are taking five or more prescriptions. Mm. And in my experience, it, it's the more mm-hmm. I see very commonly patients taking 10, 12, 15 medications. And sometimes we have to advocate for ourselves mm-hmm. in the system. Sometimes prescribers are hesitant to take something off the list because maybe they weren't the one that started it. So mm-hmm. there's some hesitancy by prescribers that they don't want to discontinue something that someone else started. But we do need to start asking questions about why am I taking this and do I still need it? Because we don't need many of these medications for a lifetime or there comes a point in our life when the side effects then do more harm than the benefit of the drug. And we need to think about discontinuing it. Mm-hmm. So the, the drugs that we take should change as we age and ideally we'll be taking less We want to be taking things off towards the end of life because we are more susceptible to side effects as we age. Mm, I would agree. Right. Because everything starts to break down as we get older. Right. Every everything. So I think, my gosh, the less that we put into our bodies, that's going to affect us. That's not going to benefit us. Right. Uh, Something we didn't tell listeners is that I'm a board certified geriatric pharmacist. So geriatrics is my specialty. And I came to choose geriatrics as my specialty through my yoga practice. And I was introduced to yoga, I think at a Gold's gym. Mm -hmm. And I had had a low back injury. And I knew that I didn't want to rely on medications for the pain I was experiencing Mm -hmm. after this injury. And yoga was helping me so much. And I decided to take yoga teacher training 
just for my own knowledge, because I thought I need to find out why this is helping me so much, why I feel so much better in my body. And this is a great way to not need these pain medications. And as I was doing my yoga teacher training, I didn't set out with the intention to teach. Mm -hmm. It was just for my own knowledge. And I realized I was learning really important things to share with my patients that I knew when I got out of school that patients didn't need to be on these laundry lists of drugs, but I actually didn't have a lot of skills to teach them how not to need the drugs. And I knew everything to do when lifestyle failed, but I realized I needed to be teaching patients about lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a really important piece. So yoga was, was teaching me that. And in order to complete my yoga teaching certificate, I had to offer karma classes or give back to the mm-hmm. community with, with free classes. Mm-hmm. And I knew the coordinator, the volunteer coordinator at a hospital. And I said, hey, can I come teach at the hospital? And she said, yes, but you have to be able to modify it for seniors. This was the senior circle, an organization, a nonprofit organization that helps keep seniors active. And they organize lunch and learns and fun excursions and trips Mm. just to keep them active. So I came in and I taught this class for eight weeks and it was really popular. Mm. I had 25 or more uh, in in my first class and I continued to teach it. It was so popular. And I did that for nine more years. Oh my goodness. until, Until the hospital changed ownership. I continued in this volunteer role teaching yoga to seniors And it was wonderful. It was a great experience. And I realized that was the population of people that I really loved spending time with and hearing their stories. And I could encourage them that they didn't have to age the way that the world tells us. Mm. We should, um, let me see, how can I put this better? There's this myth that we have to age poorly or that we lose our mobility because we age, but we actually age because we don't move Move. and explore and Mm -hmm. play in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And if you ever look at a child, how effortlessly they just drop down into a flat footed squat and they just, they just get up and down out of that squat with Mm -hmm. like no effort. And because we don't maintain those movements, like we're not using them in our everyday life. We're, we're sticking ourselves in chairs. That is what makes us age because we're not moving our bodies and we're not maintaining the mobility that we're born with. That's causing us to age. That's causing the stiffness is that we're, we're telling our bodies, we don't need that movement pathway anymore because we never use it. So we kind of forget it. Yeah. No, that's so true. It is so true. I mean, health is our is our greatest wealth, and I think movement and and all of that. Once we know to educate people, um, we can keep that mobility. We can keep that flexibility. We can keep that, you know, range of motion that we thought just because we're old, it happens to us. Because I hear that a lot. Like you know, our bodies do change, and they will change. But we have to continue to to change with it. And, but I do, I agree with you 100% how you probably awakened all these people and knew that they were, they probably felt like they were young. Nine years. That's a long time to dedicate yourself to these, these elder people. 
it was so great. And they, they helped me see how my yoga practice could support the deprescribing process. I want to share with you one of my students came and told me how this body awareness that we develop through our yoga practice mm-hmm. saved her life. Mm. We, we have this attitude, I think, in American culture of, well, we take a pill for every ill. And part of that is because we don't have body awareness. Mm. We don't understand that our bodies are intelligent. And the symptoms that we're having are our body's way of asking us to make a change. And instead of making the change, we ignore it and take a pill to quiet it instead of listening and finding out what that means. So my, my student came back to me and she said, I want to tell you, you saved my life. And I was like, oh, my goodness, please tell me more. And she said, I've remembered you telling us in class that the breath doesn't lie. Mm. The breath knows before you do that something's going on. So when your breath gets short and tight, ask your body what's going on. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. And she was someone who had asthma and she was going to reach for her inhaler. And then she stopped and she thought, no, what's going on body? You know, t- talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she realized it wasn't asthma. She had not, she had the shortness of breath, but she'd not been exposed to any of her normal triggers. She had not been missing doses of her maintenance medication. She just kind of went through that checklist of things that would normally cause her to flare up and be short of breath. Mm-hmm. And none of it added up. And she asked her body, what, what's going on? She didn't know, but she knew that she needed to go to the doctor. So she went to the doctor and her heart was out of rhythm. Mm. She was in atrial fibrillation and they were able to make some small adjustments to her medication regimen and get her back in rhythm. And that was really significant because if she had ignored that shortness of breath and just treated it like it was asthma, that asthma inhaler would not have helped the shortness of breath because that shortness of breath was from her heart, not pumping blood and transporting oxygen effectively. And when your heart is out of rhythm, when you have atrial fibrillation, your heart just kind of quivers and it doesn't really push blood very effectively and it can pool in the heart and create a blood clot. Mm. And if that blood clot moves somewhere else in your body, you can have a stroke. So her first presentation of this atrial fibrillation could have been with a stroke had she ignored it Mm. and she didn't. So I think it's so important for us to listen to our bodies and to know that you are the expert at living in your body. Mm-hmm. I don't think that most medical professionals give us enough credit. Right. Um, we, we give away our power to the medical professional and say, fix me mm-hmm. a lot. And really, I, I don't think patients hear enough that you are an expert in your own body. And if, if something in the back of your mind says, you know, I think it's something else, or in this person's case, she was like, I, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not asthma. You're right. Right. You are intelligent and you, you live in your body every day and you are the expert. So don't, don't let anyone, when you have that gut instinct mm-hmm. that you need another opinion or that this just isn't right, act on that and go, go get that second opinion. Yeah. 
I would agree. I, I do think that's a beautiful thing because I think you have this full round career, right? You have this whole yoga and you have this awareness and you're helping people be more aware of their physical body and then you're helping them internally as well as externally. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I think Thank that you. I just, I just love, and these stories are, are amazing, you know, that you are helping somebody along that journey of just awakening them in, in so many different um, facets. I mean, like for her with that asthma, I mean, that to me, that's an incredible story. And again, I, I do have to credit towards yoga. Like you can't deny that body awareness. And I always talk about like, you have to listen to those body whispers. Your body is definitely speaking back to you. And so many people ignore uh -huh. it and just, and just keep moving. So that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I like that body whispers. I might use that. Thank you. <laughs> body whispers. Just like I, I love, what did you say? Um, the breath um, doesn't lie. Is that what you just said? The breath doesn't lie. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> I like those little it, things. It it's true. Right. Cause I always say that like the body is telling you how you feel or your, your breath is always telling you how you feel. So listen to your breath. Cause it's, it's definitely your best friend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. This is, so what could we do? Like, what could people do if they're interested in seeing you? What, what would be the first thing that they would do if they're on medication? Let's just put it that way. Like, I think your, your client is the one that's on some kind of medication, right? And you will find, you'll do some tests and then you'll give them some information on like maybe what their body is to pleaded of because of medications, right? Is that something that we want to push towards? Like if somebody's curious on that, to have this, that a wellness alert? Tests usually come later. I would start first with just uh, a medication review, but I guess like first right out of the gate, yeah. I offer a free 15 minute consult for you to meet with me and we can chat a little bit and find out if my services are a good fit for you. And the first visit, we will go through each of your medications individually, mm -hmm. looking at why you take them, how long you've been on them. And I screen for side effects, drug interactions, and nutrient depletions. And we talk about how to optimize not only your supplements, but also your medications. So I will send you home with an action plan and it will have a summary of everything that we talked about and everything that you need to do and the questions that you need to ask your doctor about each of the medications. So if I identify something that perhaps maybe needs to be deprescribed or discontinued, mm. then I would give you some talking points and how to talk to your prescriber about that. I don't make any direct medication changes, all of those medication changes you will make after having discussions with your doctor. Mm -hmm. And I can facilitate discussions between the doctor as well. If I need to send communication to him, I can, him or her. And yeah, we just, we just talk about what does this list look like? What might be helping? What might be hurting? And what conversations with your other healthcare practitioners do we need to have so that we're keeping you safe with your medications? And if you have a goal to get off medications, we can then have further discussions of what, what needs to happen as far as if there's additional testing or if you want to 
basically it's so individual. No, I right. think sometimes it's, it's hard to, to talk and say, I have the specific formula because I really meet you where you're at. And for some patients, they really don't want to take something herbal or they don't want to make changes in their food or wherever you're at. If you're just like, nope, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to eat vegetables ever. Yeah. <laughs> I meet you where you're at and we figure out, well, how do we help get some phytonutrients or plant-based goodness into your body? And you don't like to eat greens. We look at that and we find out what's, what's the best plan to meet you in the middle and where you're at and the level of changes that you're willing to make. And so I, I certainly have more fun and really enjoy the patients who want to dig in deep and make a lot of food changes, lifestyle changes. But for those patients that don't, I meet you where you're at yeah. and we, we find whatever interventions and changes that work for you. And sometimes we're just exploring the options. Sometimes patients just don't know that they have other options. And sometimes our discussion is largely centered around what are your options and what's really important to you. Sometimes patients haven't thought about what's important to them or what their goals for their healthcare are, because yeah. what your doctor sets as the goal for your healthcare, if it doesn't match your goals, there's going to be some conflict and you're not going to do what he's asking you to do. So you have to find out what's really important to you in your health mm -hmm. and why, why do you want to make these health changes? The why is really important. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes help unlock some of the motivation mm -hmm. when you know why it is that you want to get healthier and make these improvements in your body. And another piece of my work is talking to people about death and dying mm. because the healthcare that we choose today can determine what kind of death that we have and death is going to touch all of us. That is the one thing that is absolutely guaranteed. Every single one of us is going to die. Mm -hmm. And most people don't realize that they have choices in how they die, hmm. that we don't have to have a medicalized death. And we, we can choose to die at home and we can choose to die without being hooked up to machines. And oh my goodness, that's, I, I didn't know that you uh, did that too, that you talk about that. We do. And it, it's important to know how you want to die because it takes a huge burden off your family of making choices for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes family members can wonder, did I make the right choice? And if you are honoring your loved one's wishes, you know, you made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting to even look at it that way. I, you know, we don't talk about that. Death is not like something that we want to, you know, in our culture, it's, it's scary. It's, it it's almost taboo. Like, don't talk about it. You might invite it, but mm -hmm. yeah, we're all going to face it. it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to share a story about my grandmother. Yeah. She's, she's the reason that I feel mm -hmm. so passionate about getting my patients to talk about how they want to die because she was so clear and she gave us a gift with that. She was very healthy for being 91, but she was 
starting to show signs of frailty that she might be at the end of her life. She had fallen and broken her pelvis. And when we have serious falls and fractures, that's an indication that we're frail and Mm -hmm. that the end of life is nearing. Mm -hmm. So we knew she was frail. And other than that, she, she was really healthy. She only took one medication for her thyroid. That was it. And she didn't have high blood pressure, no diabetes, none of these pre-existing conditions that might give us an indication that she was going to have a heart attack. She started having chest pains and we didn't know what was going on. So we took her to the emergency room and they said, you're having a heart attack. And she said, call hospice and send me home. And my family called me and they said, oh my gosh, is she making the right decision? They recommended that she go to the cath lab and have them put the balloon in her heart Mm. and you know, all that. And I said, you know, I think she is making a good choice because we are not guaranteed that she's going to make it off the table after this procedure. Mm -hmm. And even if she does survive this procedure of going to the cath lab and, and, um, having uh, the clot removed from her heart, there's a long recovery and we're not guaranteed that she's going to make it through the recovery process and children are not allowed in the ICU. And I feel very sure that she would have died in the hospital Mm -hmm. and that my children would not have gotten to say goodbye. Mm. But she chose to go home on hospice. We had two more weeks with her. Everyone made it home. Everyone got to say goodbye. And we shared stories and laughter and wonderful meals together. And it's because she was very clear on how she wanted to die and what kind of medical care she was willing or not willing to accept. So she knew she was going to die. Yeah. And she knew she did not want to die in the hospital. Yeah. And that is beautiful. And I think that yeah, it, it, it was a gift to us it was. It was and a huge gift. Yep. And, you know, my family started to ask, did we make the right decision? And I said, mm-hmm. yes, because we made her decision. Mm-hmm. She said she didn't want to die in the hospital. We supported her choice to die at home. So yes, we made, we don't have to feel like we made a right or wrong decision. Right. We made her decision right. and that's the right one. And you had two extra weeks. I mean, really, I mean, there was no guarantee if she had surgery or whatever, if she would have survived it. And that two weeks, I bet it was just so much love and so much, you know, like that you can't forget those moments that you had with her. It was very special, I'm sure. It was really, really special. And it makes me wonder what special and supernatural pieces of death are we missing out on mm-hmm. when we medicalize it? Mm-hmm. My, my grandmother was at home. And I, I think this is so cool. My son said to me, mom, we're being watched. And I was like, what? I I had to stop and think about it. He could sense the angels that were there to to help her cross over. And I'm a little jealous that I wasn't, I I wasn't in tune with it, but I had a very small, I think my youngest son was less than two. (laughs) He was he was really uh, wanting to get out in the snow, and I felt very preoccupied with keeping him safe and in the house. Um, but I just, I really remember being so touched by him sharing that with me and going, wow, you know. I love that. That, that he could sense them. And 
my aunt told me this was before we arrived, but she said one night my grandmother was sitting up in bed, her arms outstretched, and she was singing hymns. And our grandmother told us, you know, she could hear men or male voices like singing and calling to her. Mm. And yeah, it was that just so gives me beautiful. I know. I like that is beautiful. That's just beautiful. Yeah. So she was being called home. Yeah. And so since she was at home, we got to share in that. Yeah. You I know? Agree. And I I don't feel like we would have had those moments to share had it been in a medicalized setting in the hospital. Yeah, no, true. And I always say, like, I think, too, when you are there um, for someone as they're leaving this world and they're they're going home, I think that's the biggest gift we could get is to be part of that um, send off, you know, with that so much love and so much appreciation for those those individuals that it is like a special thing to be able to to witness, which is very rare, I think. So, yeah. And I love that my kids were so young that they didn't yeah. have any distractions and mm -hmm. they could embrace that. They were in touch with that spiritual world. Uh -huh. So I, I just think that's, that's such a gift to know that my kids could sense them, even if I could not. Oh yeah. Um, I love that about young, love, those young ones. Like they are so connected, you know, to that energy outside where we are so distracted as adults, those young ones mm -hmm. are feeling it all, which is, oh, to get that get that back it's good stuff it is good <laughs> stuff oh my gosh Rangai, what story you have wonderful stories oh my gosh i love that you shared all of that, that thank is, you for is, letting me share that i it's it's so special that that my grandmother has guided my career in this way yeah that she was so bold in that and it was a bit countercultural. and i want to share that gift that she gave us with other people. If we can be bold in our healthcare choices mm -hmm. and take good care of ourselves now so that we can maintain our independent living as long as possible and set us up for the best chance of having the death that we hope for, yeah. which is peaceful and at home. Mm -hmm. I think for most of us, that's what we would want. Absolutely. I mean, like yoga, right? Shavasana gets us ready, you know, for death, right? It teaches us to hopefully that we all have this peace and, and serenity at the end. And hopefully our loved ones surrounding us. I mean, that's the, the best gift we could all have. Yeah. It's us ready. Well, thank you for sharing all of your stories and knowledge. Um, where could like, uh, your, your business is in Sherman, right? Are you in yes. Sherman? I have an office in Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also Sherman, can be found at the medicine shop in Sherman. I do a couple of days a week there, so I can I can see patients there as well. And I'm part of an online functional medicine consulting team called Farm to Table. And so I can service anyone in Texas or Oklahoma virtually for a consult. So you can go to my website and book medication optimization, which is the name of the visit where we would review all of your medications. And yeah, like I said, I can service Texas or Oklahoma since I'm licensed in both states. And if you have listeners who are not in Texas or Oklahoma, mm -hmm. I can refer you to one of my 
other teammates. We currently cover 27 states and we're working on covering all 50 states uh, mm -hmm. with functional medicine pharmacists who can do a comprehensive review of your medication and help you reduce your medication needs, increase your medication safety. And if you wanted to take a deep dive and look at some functional medicine pieces like your gut health, your adrenal health, your hormone balance, those are all other options that we can address mm. on the functional medicine spectrum. That's awesome. I'll, I'll have all of that in the show notes. We'll put all of that underneath so everybody can, and we'll put all those little details because I think that needs to be written out. And then this way they'll be in the show notes so you guys can um, look them up and, and find her because um, you sound fascinating. <laughs> like, I think everybody should go see you. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I, you know, I think everyone should have a medication review. Mm -hmm. Even if you take just one medication, mm -hmm. Talk to the pharmacist and find out how do you make sure that that one medication doesn't turn into two or four mm -hmm. or six or more. Right. And it, it starts with your very first prescription. Have a conversation with your pharmacist. How do I make sure that I don't need more than this? Or what can I do now so that maybe I don't need this for a lifetime? Right. Because that's an option too, is our prescriptions are not a life sentence but it does require some work on our part. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we have this misconception of drugs is that it is just a magic pill and it makes things go away. And it, it really just buys us time to make the changes that our body was asking us for. Mm. Mm, I love that. So true. Something had to shift. You have to make a change. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful stuff. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Um, I've enjoyed this. I enjoy you. I love following you. Um, hopefully we can get you some, some clients to, to go your way, especially you guys here in Texas. Find her. It'll be an amazing experience. Yes. Do you know how far spread your listeners are? Because I, I can think of one other Texas teammate. She's in San Antonio. So if you're local, you would you would get some FaceTime uh, oh. with the other practitioner in San Antonio. I know we have another one in Dallas that just joined the team. I'm trying to think of how far across the state we're spread. I don't know if we have Houston covered yet, mm. but yeah, I don't know. It's always fun. Yeah, go ahead. In this, after the pandemic and all of the, the virtual things, I know sometimes it's really nice to meet in person. Yeah. And, and I find it helpful if I can meet in person mm -hmm. over virtual visits, because then I can see all of the labels. I'll ask you to bring all of your supplements, everything that you take, even that thing that's in your nightstand drawer, bring that. We're going to look at all of it. And it's, it's really important to go over everything. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. Cause it's, there's, I think that that would be a great helpful tool you for somebody that's on different medications. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And, and I look forward to the next time we get to oh, chat. Right. I know. Maybe we could do a group discussion with someone that might be kind of fun. So I would love it. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Thank you, everybody that listened. Um, happy New Year. And, and thank you for coming. And um, have a beautiful day. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks.
This is Jean. Each week on our Sister Tribe 1.2 podcast, we strive to provide you with the tools to empower each and every one of you to find your true self. Be sure to tune in next week where I touch on another beautiful element in our journey of discovery. In the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook and join our private women's group. And don't forget to subscribe. Namaste.